0: Waiting for Seconds is a podcast that talks about subjects of self-harm, suicide, eating disorders, and other personal subjects. If you don't feel comfortable listening to this podcast alone, listen to it with someone important to you. May that be a teacher, a parent figure, or someone you feel comfortable being with. Please enjoy the rest of the episode.
1: This is Waiting for Seconds, the interview podcast where we meet people and ask them who they are and why they are. I'm Malcolm Outkelt, uh, and I'm here with Shannon
2: Miller. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, do do you listen to podcasts? Uh, yeah, I listen to, it's become less recently,
1: but I used to listen to quite a few podcasts. Uh, I take the bus to both work and school uh, on alternating days and it was like at least 30 minute commute every day both ways so i had a lot of podcast listening time but i haven't listened to as many recently mostly because i'm schooling from home and not working so i don't have places
0: to go how about you i honestly i don't Think I listen to a lot of podcasts because I'll usually just listen to the ones like um, just a couple of Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. Or mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever listened to specifically an interview podcast, uh, unless it's like special guest episodes. Mm-hmm. But it's usually the guest episodes are bringing people that are. Like just bring them into their show to do the show with them, mm-hmm. kind of. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's mostly you know they have five minutes talking about a guest, but I mean we're trying to dedicate a whole thing to it, so it's yeah, feel a little bit different.
0: Yeah, this first episode we want to talk about ourselves, but in the following episodes we'll bring uh, guests, maybe our friends and family or maybe some teachers that we have grown up with Mm -hmm. or maybe an Abraham Lincoln impersonator. But um, we're going to try diving deep into who exactly they are and how they've gotten to, to where they are. Um, What life choices
1: they made and maybe what life choices they didn't make.
0: Yeah. And we've prepared a list of questions today that will hopefully show you who we are as people. This includes politics, spirituality, and other sensitive topics. And we really want to dive deep just because in our lovely world that we live in today, it's kind of difficult to really understand like worldviews with how mm-hmm. crappy and bad media is today.
1: And we'll probably be coming back to these in, you know, five, maybe ten episodes, and talking about them again, seeing if any, any of these opinions have changed significantly, or maybe if any of the guests have changed our opinions. Yeah. Oh, so I, I think p- we should just jump right into it. Hell yeah! Hell,
2: you hell know, yeah! To start
0: us off. Um. Actually, yeah, I do. So, like. When you were younger, did you have any specific, like, Christmas gift, birthday gift, like, just handed out to you either by a grandparent or maybe your sibling or your uncle Mm -hmm. or your aunt? Like, that just either strangely has made such a big impact that you don't even realize it, or you'll come back to, like, you're still using it, almost? Hmm. Like, maybe it's a water bottle or, like, a... uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a cool plant that's still like in your house or a dog.
1: I, I've never really been much of a gift person. Um, I'm very much one of those people who my parents or grandparents asked me what to get them as a gift. And I just shrug and I end up getting, you know, $50 cash. Cause you know, it works. Gift cards, maybe. Um, the thing that comes to mind immediately is my computer. Uh, I got my first personal home computer when I was... What was it? Probably seven. Oh, God, it was terrible. Sounded I don't know like what this... it was, but it was shit.
0: I... I Oh, my computer, my first computer was from my neighbor, and it was, like, from her office, and it was a, just a big old chunky Dell mm-hmm. laptop. Yeah. Oh uh,
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, the first what? computer I ever used was my parents. Actually, funnily enough, in the same desk I am currently using as my computer desk. Uh, That's you know,
0: that wardrobe, right? Yeah, it's the wardrobe. It's, <laughs> it's a great wardrobe. It works so well. Hey, you know, I've seen pictures of your wardrobe, and it's not, like, it's not bad. It's very nice. It's very it's good. It's not <laughs> bad. It's a great wardrobe. It's a great wardrobe.
1: And it comes with built-in desk space and everything, like what wouldn't you want? Well, maybe a second monitor,
0: but I mean, there's so many uh have you seen those like R it's like it's something on Reddit that's like the bad or the really good build stations. Some mm. of those wardrobes, it's almost like a Murphy bed. Yeah, I've seen
1: some of those crazy things that just fold out and out and out.
0: But what what were you running on your computer? the 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 one that you got oh, from my um like is it Windows XP? It was probably
1: Windows 8.
0: I think really? it was 8
1: at that time. It was yeah, it was pretty late. I I survived mostly on my parents' computer for quite a while,
2: uh which I think we had on XP and maybe Vista. Um god, I loved that old computer though. I played so much bullshit on that.
0: Well, I I remember the, all those Windows XP games. I know yeah. my mom. She uh always when she was having like a stressful day, she'd just hop on the computer and play Bookworm. Did you ever mm. play Bookworm? Do you know it was I think I do. It was the word it was like Scrabble, but are you looking it
2: up? Yeah. I I can't. I do recognize that character. The weird bookworm.
0: Oh. (laughs) Dark. It's a dark time in my.
2: Dark, dark time. Uh. How. Like. The computer that you had. Mm. Does that. I. uh... You're you're big into computers, right?
1: I mean, you yeah, code, you do well.
0: uh,
1: It's fair to say I'm big into computers. I'm more into the software side than the hardware side, though. Um, I like coding. I like, you know, UI design, those kinds of things. Uh, more than I actually like putting together or pulling apart computers. Although right. pulling apart computers is so fucking fun. It is so. If I could fun. do that as a job, I absolutely would. I just don't think anybody needs that
2: right, right, yeah,
0: what about you? What's your favorite gift i keep I keep coming back to it uh when i as when I graduated eighth grade, which feels like a long time ago, mhm, but it was probably- it was what three plus four, yeah, it was only like seven years ago, yeah. Whack whoa um anyways, I got one of those very it was like the first hydro flasks that had come out mm. um, so they weren't even like super expensive they were like maybe twenty twenty five bucks and now they're like thirty thirty six thirty seven bucks but uh my buddy dusty he he had bought it for me and I, I still have after seven years, I still have that water bottle just in my closet. It has been banged up. It has been left in closets and, um, but I, Absolutely but I still, ruined. yeah, but I still use it. Like, uh, you clean it out, you put some baking soda in it and
2: mm-hmm.
0: then just go on your merry way. And, I don't know why, but I, I I look back on like sometimes gifts like that that I just have used forever, mm-hmm. and I still continue to use. Um, like uh, I got other gifts. I know I got other gifts.
1: That's a really nice little story, though. That you know those objects can sometimes just become so sentimental to us. Um, I, for the longest time, had a Nalgene water bottle, not sponsored. Uh, that be. It was a, I think it was a blue one, uh, clear, solid plastic with a black top. Um, and I had that fucking thing since, like, I had it from sixth grade up until, like, the last year of high school. And then one day I dropped it, and it shattered. Like, they're what? not supposed to do that. No, yeah, they're really
0: plastic. They uh-huh. just, you, they're super durable. So if anything, it just would have been a good, good scratch, but it, it's shattered. Yeah, I, it was
1: above head height onto the bathroom floor and it was five or six pieces. And oh. I mean, it actually was surprisingly easy to clean up. It didn't uh, shatter the way you'd imagine glass did. It just came no, into it... six or seven parts.
0: Oh, dude, that's so uh, rough.
1: There was a lot of water on the floor. Oh, it was also filled with water and, you know, probably weighing about a pound, which didn't help. Right.
0: I've never. I don't think I've ever. I mean, I broke a couple now, jeans, like, and I'd have to I'd get a match or something and, like, try and mm-hmm. take that, uh. Melt it back re- together. Melt it back together. Yeah. It was. Looks so janky and just, like chewed up, but it, mm-hmm. it turned out okay. Yeah, um, uh, I mean we 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 do look at our gifts. Uh, it's it's usually like a a love language, either gifts or um. Oh, what are love languages again? I, it's uh, a <laughs> physical touch, time, uh, uh, words of affection.
2: Time gifts
0: what are the acts of service mhm uh and i mean i didn't think i was like a gifts person but honestly i don't know it's going to it's going to sound mm-hmm. st- stereotypical but quickest way to a, a boy's heart is through his stomach and like the amount of times even just a simple sandwich that like your mom makes you mm-hmm. or you, even your brother makes you uh it just i just feel loved in that way it's just weird but speaking of a uh, family mm-hmm. is it you're you're you said you're an only child I am an only child do you think that uh do you think that Makes you. I'm gonna say, do you think that makes you better than me? Uh, <laughs> yes. Do you think what what do you think would happen if you had like an older brother or maybe a a younger sister? Like, do you That's... think that would that would change completely who you are? Um. Yeah, I think it probably would.
1: Uh I feel like a lot of my personality, like my being has been molded by being alone. Uh that sounds, you know, darker and sadder terrible, than I
0: mean. Buddy.
1: Um but a lot of like a lot of my youth was finding people to be around. Uh I had these neighbors who lived across the street, um, named Amber and Teresa. Ew. And another one, an older boy. Um and, like, I have probably, I spent so much time with them, and they molded me in a way that I don't, I can't even acknowledge, because it's so deep and so personal. Um, And then one of them tried to steal my DS, and, and uh, my parents s- were mad about it. And I never spoke to them again. Uh, and, and then one never day hear they from them. moved away. And, you know, yeah. I didn't know any of them that, like on that level where I'd share phone numbers or new addresses or anything, and I don't know any of them now. Um, You've
0: never told me about your childhood friends.
1: uh, Another one who is important to me, and honestly, I would call, at least at that time, probably pretty close to my brother, uh, was a boy named Asher, who lived, oh God, he started by living quite a ways away, and then he moved to the house that's like basically directly behind, past the alley from me. Uh, And then he moved away again and our parents were friends because they worked together at a preschool, Mm -hmm. uh, my mother and his mother. And we just became unbelievably close friends. Uh, I cared about him so much and his two brothers were like family. And then He moved away, and I stopped knowing him all that well, and I fell out of touch, and I grew older, too, and I met new people who I could be friends with, and our lives just went in completely different directions, and I haven't talked to him in four years, probably now. Uh, But Asher was my best friend for the longest time.
2: Huh. And I think that if I had a brother or a
1: sister, that person would be closer to me than Amber or Teresa or Asher would have been. Right. Uh, or that that boy. That boy. Their, their, their brother. I don't. I didn't like him very much. Anyway, honestly. Um, That's fair. And I think that they would have molded me more. Even if they were younger, they would have molded me and made me be a different person. Maybe I'd be more. Uh, family oriented, or maybe I'd be more materialistically Mm. concerned. Uh, I expect I probably would be more materialistically concerned as my family is pretty poor. I assume you know that. Um, And often we struggled for food just for the three people. Right. And if there was four, I expect that struggle would have been even worse. And I might have, you know, done something stupid or,
2: Gone a different direction, got a job super early. Like, that kind of a thing. Hmm. If there was a fourth person.
0: How about you? I know you have uh, two brothers. Yeah, I've got... I'm the youngest. I'm a, I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know what would happen if... I didn't... If I was an only child. uh, I... Like, I... I, I my personal life is so much connected with my my siblings. Mm-hmm. One that I currently live with and the other one, like, in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was... Oh, if I was an only child, I think... I don't know if I would have... Uh, done the same choices because most a lot of my influences i was like based off of my older older siblings like austin he the, the, all the all the decisions good and bad i've looked at those and like thought maybe i need to do that like going to a, a, a high school where like away from home yeah i don't think i would have actually done that had austin Gone to a boarding academy, or, and then like with Jeremy, it was. I think I would have gotten a lot. Oh, it's weird to say. I think I would have gotten a lot more attention, maybe to to. Uh, which is not a bad thing. I think uh, my independence is is like a good thing, mm-hmm. but i would have I would have gotten maybe a little bit more attention from both of my parents because I mean I've got two older brothers they the love has to go around mm-hmm. and maybe taking more trips or but going like to what you were saying about like loneliness uh I think I would have been felt a little bit more alone because we had i mean we had neighborhood friends and I had my uh uh, like elementary school friends mm-hmm. that like were in the same town or neighborhood that I was. Like my buddy TJ. who's so, what? A, what a guy! Like yeah. he he was so he was he was influential. Uh, influential because he had his little brother Brady, and he would always hang out with us, and we never always mm-hmm. wanted him to hang out with us, but <laughs> um. Just a cra- crazy, crazy kid. I don't even know what he's doing nowadays. But we used to play just a lot of Legos, or there's always stuff with swords. His parents never wanted us to be on like the computer or anything. Mm. Um, or uh, my buddy Jacob, he had a lot. He had a lot of like Xbox 360. No, it wasn't 360. It would just be the first Xbox. We play Simpsons or Guitar Hero.
2: <laughs>
0: I think, like you were saying, like the people who we spent our time with, either the elementary uh, school friends, like they would have become way closer than I think, or maybe I would have desired to be more close. Um, I don't know. If there were it, it's other hard. people around it's hard to say what life would be like with those people who have influenced you so mm-hmm. much. It really is. Even, even if like you don't even notice the, inf- um, uh, the influences, but maybe if you just take like 10 minutes and look back on the good and the bad, who are the people you haven't seen in most of your life. And it was just like those little moments that changed you. Like, even today, we were with, uh, with my trainer, and he had brought his kid with us floating, and, like, we're going to be, me, my brother, and his fiance, we're going to be a part of his childhood, strangely enough. And hopefully we influence him for the better, but who knows. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, But at the
1: same time, that kid might, you know, look back in five years and have no clue that you even exist. I won't be Uncle Shannon. You won't be Uncle Shannon. Memories are strange like that, though, that some yeah. things embed themselves and some things just
2: don't matter. And, yeah. you know, you never really know which one is which in the moment. Yeah, for sure. It's like that uh, Inside Out movie, mm-hmm. core memories. Yeah.
1: Some things are core and some things are just so absolutely unimportant.
2: That's such a good movie. I never watched it. What? I've
0: heard quite a bit about it though. I mean, I I only li- I just like the memory part of it. You got these just core memories about what makes you sad or what makes you angry or what makes you happy?
2: But... Do you... You think, uh... Do you think family is more of...
0: A, uh, Is more important, like, as a blood bond? Or do you think family is just the people who you surround yourself with? That okay. you think maybe love you the most? Or, um... Because, I mean... Your parents are your parents. They're always gonna love you, but I, sometimes I think not just my mom and my
2: dad love. Speci- uh, or uh,
0: how do I want to word this? I feel like I feel like family just goes beyond blood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In a theoretical situation where one of us was adopted, would we still like how? How do you love your parents the same way if they're not blood? As it's not really something I can speak on, I don't think. I've never really... Like, I've gotten close to some people, like, deeply close to Asher uh, and his family, for example. But that was 12 years ago when, you know, I was eight. I didn't know shit. Yeah. Eight, uh, I just wanted to play old, video game. It
0: was, was pretty dumb.
1: I, I was pretty stupid at eight years old. I was also difficult at eight years old. Uh, but I I haven't had anyone closer than my parents in... I, I mean, I wouldn't even say those people were closer than my parents, but Asher I looked at like a brother. And I right. don't think I could anyone other than my parents. The way I love my parents feels so different than the way I love other people. Huh. But at the same time, I've never... I'm not in a good position to answer that. I'm not adopted. I don't have any adopted siblings. Um, I have some cousins who are adopted, but I don't know them very well.
0: I just, I just kind of look at it um, like family going beyond blood as... Like, I honestly... Uh, I don't... I, I would consider you family. I appreciate that. Um, i mean i've got I've also got my buddy Dusty who I'd consider family, and um I know his wife would for sure consider me family depending on i mean there's there's people out there who just don't have a good relationship with their parents, maybe like mm-hmm. you and me, and so they they need those people um to be more like siblings and because I know I, one thing for sure. I know Dusty has helped me him, him and his wife have helped me like just move on from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, even in high school I had f- parent figures that were couldn't teach me the same things like my parents could. Mm-hmm. So I have, I've, I've always looked at uh, like those family bonds, especially nowadays. Like we don't have the old tradition of your your family. <laughs> uh, like you're you're supposed to always keep with your family, and, and I mean, I I agree to a point. But if you've really had just a not so good family life, then having people who have taught you even if they're older like a lot of the people who have influenced me are like way older than me they probably could be my parent or my grandparent which is kind of weird but uh... I, i actually would like to know
1: from that question about your family life a little bit more i know pretty well about your brothers uh but like how was your family life when you were young uh do you feel like it was Pretty positive overall. Would you say that it's better than other people's? Would you say that on average it's worse than other people's?
2: Um, uh, honestly,
0: ahead. I think the, the, when I, was, I think when I was younger, I looked at my family as not, not the best. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm way older, I look at it like, uh, it's, it's all... Uh, I wouldn't say it's all positive. I mean, there's hardships and loss or...
2: or maybe mm-hmm. it was... Uh, I think
0: most of the time, the... My childhood was, like, very good in the way that I was always had a roof over my head. I was always fed sometimes like more than enough and I I had friends and I had a good education like the standards of a childhood like I had toys, I had I had space. And I mean, emotionally, I don't know. Maybe I didn't emotionally have the best childhood. Um just like i mean your parents you you either they yell at you or or i never i never was like super like abused or anything mm-hmm. which which but you hold that... it's hard not to hold some drama from those i mean yeah, i mean some like like we were just talking about core memories mm-hmm. trauma is it can happen very early on in a kid's life it's not really i don't get like super anxious about it like some other people do Mm -hmm. but it's still it's still some things i remember more than others but i would say compared to most people i think i had a pretty good childhood my parents stayed together most uh, no i'd say once you get to high school your childhood kind of slows down and you become more of an adult so my my parents stayed together for most of my childhood, which I know that's a big influence to some people, um, like having divorces or split ups. It it changes. That can be really
2: effective it, on it, people.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think for to answer your question in like a short sentence, I mm-hmm. had a really good childhood compared to other people. And I don't think I would change anything, or want to change anything because all—all the, all the good stuff and all the bad stuff—they make me who I am for the better. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean.
1: All of it contributes to you right. as a person.
0: It sounds well, like you, that's a really you nice were, answer. You're talking about your parents, so did you had a you had a pretty good childhood, especially mm-hmm. your parents probably you're saying you're poor, your parents trying to make the best of the situations or, uh, yeah, I whatever, mean, what they had at the time? If you want, all in all, I had a pretty damn that.
1: good childhood. Uh, my parents are deeply loving and also really good at working out things like arguments without doing it in front of me. Yeah. Uh, they've always been respectful of things like my privacy and my requests. uh, there's definitely some things that like maybe could have gone better. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that all in all, I had a pretty fucking damn good childhood. Um, if I wanted to pinpoint some bad things, I would say that I'm heavily reliant on food. Uh, food was often used as a encouragement for me. Uh, okay. You know, even just the, like, if you finish your dinner, you can get ice cream kind of a trope.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: And that has definitely affected me throughout my life. I mean, I am a pretty fat guy. And if not for that, I might very well be different. But I think that that has also worked in positive ways, that I do love food. I like to make food. I like to sit down and cook. I like to eat. And those things contribute largely to who I am, my food experience.
0: One thing's for sure: uh, the don't don't take this in a in a bad mm-hmm. way. Most of the most of the chefs who make like really good food, they're usually like on the bigger side. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, you actually, I'd like to jump back. You brought up the trauma from your childhood uh, and the stress, and I'd like to ask you about stress. Uh, stress management is a pretty common thing for just about everyone in today's society. How do you manage your stress? How much stress do you have, and do you take it in stride, or does it present more challenge?
0: You know, I, I'm not. I don't think I 100% deal with my stress. Maybe in the best way. Um, Right now, I try to deal with my stress through like Muay Thai, which you know about, Mm -hmm. trying to like the boxing kind of stuff. Yeah. like i don't think i have a lot of stress i think i sometimes will feel pressure at work um okay. just because people are like you got you got to get this done before this uh, this time but eh, i would rather be patient and do my work i don't think i really i think i will use my stress management as in Try and make a good meal or um, work out, or maybe just that when I get off of work for that week, I will go watch a movie and just mm-hmm. relax. I try to my my stress management is to push it off to the side a little bit, and if it's like something that's really bothering me versus like pressure, I will try and over analyze it in my brain if it's like somebody was really rude to me today or or, or yesterday or whatever i i will over analyze and see okay what did i say wrong mm-hmm. what did they say wrong that made me feel that way and then either depending on the situation either go back to it or try and push it off to the side, and if it's not such a big deal that I need to analyze it, I'll just push it off to the side.
2: Um, do you think that
1: stress ever gets to you later when you push it off to the side, or is that a good way to compartmentalize it for you and actually, you know, get rid of
0: it? You know, I don't think honestly, I don't think it exactly gets rid get rids get 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 gets rid of it. Gets rid of it, but I think it definitely helps like me in the long run so mm-hmm. that if when it comes to those situations, maybe I can handle it better the next time. Okay, or um, yeah, I think that I think that's the best answer I can give. I, I, I mean. I think I probably need to see somebody or talk to like a therapist or somebody that maybe knows how to deal with stress better than I do. But
2: Mm
0: -hmm. all in all, I, I think I do it in a, in a way that's, that's healthy enough that it's not destructive. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, but I don't think, uh, stress should like, super define who we are so that we we try and I like to push it off to the side because I if I'm in the moment and I'm trying to have a good time then I just wanna keep to that. I don't wanna let that stress take over. Yeah. Do you you, you deal with stress a lot differently than I do. If I if uh. I uh, actually I don't know.
1: So, yeah, in all truth, I've been pretty bad with dealing with stress throughout most of my life. Right. Um, you might not know this, and this is a little dark, but uh, there have been periods where I have self-harmed or uh, overeaten, stress-eaten, uh, because of stress. Yeah. And since those points, I have figured out better coping mechanisms, Um, a lot of, like, relaxing and... Petting dogs is honestly a really damn good one.
0: I um, that's such a good one. It really I, is. I love it's petting so nice. dogs. I need, to I need. I mean, I got my tortoise, but it's. I can't exactly. It's different. Pet a, there's no fur. There's no fur. There's no soft.
1: Yeah. No soft. Um. And I've definitely. I, I have grown from that point, but I don't really. I mean, I don't really know if I have a stress removing mechanism right now. Um, the only real thing that comes to mind is sitting outside at night. Um, I have this great seat right by my window, uh, outside. And it's, I mean, it's not a really comfy chair or anything. It's just a shitty, uh, lawn furniture, Mm -hmm. but it's really nice to just sit in it and stare up at the sky and think about everything that has gone wrong and things that have gone right. and what I can do to right those wrongs and just take a breath and relax. I think that's really my biggest strategy is just taking a breath. Meditative breathing.
2: Maybe is what I'd call it. Yeah.
1: It's a, maybe not the best again. I probably should talk to a therapist like you were saying, but I think that for personal stress management, I've definitely, I mean, I've done worse.
0: That's true. I mean, if we look back on where we are, like, maybe right now, Mm -hmm. or or from, or where we were, I definitely feel like my stress management is a lot better than what it was in Mm -hmm. middle school or elementary school. Definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely. Much better than, I mean, grown from those points and become people who... Acknowledge that there are problems with what we did, uh, usually that our f- stress management mechanisms. We're not
0: great we're not great people yeah. we're terrible people we're
1: terrible people
0: when you're talking about looking up into the sky, do you yeah. think uh or are, are you i i if I remember you're not a super religious person,
2: mm-hmm.
0: do you think? Did your grandparents ever, like, bring you into religion or uh, maybe, like, just maybe school, bring you to church or something? I don't know.
1: Um, Yeah, there's actually, I have a really interesting history with uh, both religion and spirituality. Um, The preschool that both my mother and Asher's mother worked at was a Jewish preschool. Uh, And I went there, uh, the JCC. Jewish two other words that start with c mm-hmm. um and i I went there for quite a while. I learned some Jewish prayers, I learned how to appropriately dedicate to god uh and then probably at least at most two years later, I'd already forgotten all of it. but, huh. I had had some experience with that. Uh, my grandparents, almost all of them, uh, at least all of them to my knowledge are religious, um, some form of Christian or Catholic or something like that. Um, my grandmother particularly often used to take him to church. We would go for the pancake breakfasts, which were very good.
0: Oh Yeah, we had, we had breakfast too. Ugh. Dude, that those
1: shit, those shit was good. Oh, sausages. Yeah. I love those Sausages.
0: You yeah they never were, I forget Adventists or we're all vegetarians so
1: oh that's rough
0: yeah we we didn't get those good sausages we got <laughs> the veggie links
1: mm. yeah. yeah for real I didn't
0: I honestly didn't know that you were religious or just not not sorry not you but your family was religious
1: um I mean they're not really uh my mom worked at a Jewish preschool but right also my mother has my mother worked at a uh, spiritual store um uh both it actually combined spiritual store and dog supply store so they sold both like books about spirituality and dog food
0: hell yeah
1: right honestly it was the place to be that fucking place was great
0: it sounds um, like a place to pet dogs
1: it was a place to pet dogs <laughs> um and my mother is pretty deeply spiritual um but also not openly spiritual i would say uh we've talked about i i know she believes in some like forms of reincarnation but like not in such a super deep way that one might believe in their religion right it's kind of like a an ingrained sense of spirituality.
0: So and, would you you would consider your mom like agnostic? Yeah,
1: my mom is <sighs> she believes I in like a higher her power spiritual in the same way that like I might consider a buddhist spiritual.
0: Uh, okay, yeah.
1: Um in like that it's not maybe the best word for it, but that's kind of generally what it is acknowledged in in pop culture. Um, like the kind of person who, uh, has incense and holy symbols around the house, not necessarily from one being or from one religion. Um, and despite all of those religious up tendencies, uh, I never really was spiritual. I've never really been spiritual or religious. Um, I would describe myself as agnostic, as you mentioned earlier. I I don't really believe that that there is a God, but I don't really believe that there isn't either. There's no solid evidence that there is no God. And similarly, I don't believe there's any solid evidence. There is a God. And I don't really know if I care either. The (laughs) world is the same (laughs) way one way or another.
0: That's true. I, I mean, yeah, just, I didn't, that's, that's so new to me. Mm. I appreciate you sharing that.
2: What about you? Are you religious?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I I'm not a I'm not a diehard Christian, mm-hmm. but I I do believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, our boy, our boy, our homie. Um, I don't believe it maybe in the same way other people do. I grew up. Uh, I first started growing up Lutheran. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what my dad believed. And uh, so my mom, when they married, they, we, they brought us to a Lutheran church, and I went to the Sunday school and uh, mm-hmm. had fishy crackers. Those good goldfish. And <laughs> we, I think we eventually got. I don't really know exactly what happened, but we left the church and uh, then we came back to uh, just a small Adventist church, which I didn't even know what Adventism was until like probably middle school and started to understand what we believed and like the doctrines. And now, uh, after even going to high school where some of the teachers taught that Adventism is like the only true Christianity. Mm -hmm. And then other teachers taught me like, no, there, we don't really know if, uh, like our ways are the best ways. And so I, I kind of, I kind of looked at it like, you know, I don't a hundred percent believe the the bible in a direct form like word for word mm-hmm. i like to look back on the greek and hebrew words because some of the interpretations that we have today and are being taught today are not the correct forms like i tried i try to learn the best i can from the bible because because of how uh, how many times it's been rewritten or translated mm-hmm. it it changes over time. and yeah, I think it's it's very important to me that I get like the the realest detail or the best truth I can because the
1: truest form
0: the truest form. I mean, I don't want to be lied to and and especially like, from what I've found that Christians who believe that they're denomination is the one and only way it's very negative and i don't know i don't think it's it's super safe for youth especially if they've grown up in the church um it's not a good look on look Mm -hmm. for them like to be super like uh rule with an iron fist in the church Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i guess what would happen to me like, I don't go to church, but I still, I still pray or, like, in times of stress, that's, mm-hmm. one of the things that I would sometimes do is, like, when I'm driving to work or driving home from work, it will be, I just talk to God. And it's not, I just see him as, like, a homie, almost, or, like,
2: mm-hmm. a homie it, who can help you out when you need it, it.
0: Yeah, it's more of a relationship than a
2: worship
1: worship and I, I think, think that's a really that's a really positive way to look at that religion
0: yeah I I know that a lot of a lot of uh, the people I see or the people I've gone to church with it's it seems like more of a worship than it is a relationship and mm-hmm. that that's not where I want to go with that and especially when it comes to people who do the worship they want to try and force it on other people and I mean we've talked about religion in mm-hmm. when we've played games and stuff and personally. Personally and I've never at least I hope I've never like tried to uh force you into anything you didn't want to talk about or No. Um just I've a non religious. Like I mean the 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 Bibles talks about wanting to let uh people all over the world know who Jesus Christ is and I, I know that's the mission of a Christian but it's not to force it to people who don't want to listen mm-hmm. yeah. tell
1: people of Christ but only when they want to be told
0: yeah I mean I i like to I like to do my religion with the idea that uh, Christianity has changed me in a in a positive way and if i reflect that like be like jesus you've heard that before
2: mm-hmm. what would jesus do
0: what would jesus do um yeah i i don't think i've got much else to say on religion and
2: yeah i understand that yeah um i'd like to know Do you think of yourself more of an optimist or a pessimist?
0: Definitely. Go ahead. Definitely an optimist. Yeah. I, I, I really dislike pessimism. Uh, even like I look at, uh, people in general with this, I, I don't want, how do I word this? I, I like to look at people like everybody is all bad, but they're, we're all trying to do... Like, we're inherently evil. That's, what I, mm. I guess, what I'm trying to say. But if you look... You try to look at things in a positive light, and you try and treat people better, and I, I do that give and take of... People are always going to try and be good, even though... We fall short sometimes, or, um, and so I will always try be try to be an optimist. Like when I go out on a trip, it's always going to go the way I I would want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never try to look down on like a trip or a situation because if you, it just. I feel like it makes it worse if you're always looking down instead of looking up. Maybe that's the simplest term simplest way I could say it, but you're, you're definitely an optimist, right? Um,
1: I have had some struggle with, uh, defining myself between optimist and pessimist. Um, there have definitely been periods in my life where I would absolutely call myself a pessimist. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also do more often than a lot of the people around me, at least, Uh, look at things in a way of being like, uh, assuming good, assuming that people have good intentions, um, and assuming that things will go best. Even if I believe in my heart of hearts that things might not go the best. Um, I don't exactly know where that falls. If I'm being honest, I think I would define myself as a pessimist, but if I were to take a quiz or talk to a therapist, it might very reasonably call me an optimist.
0: With the answer that I gave, do you think all people are inherently bad or inherently good? Or do you think, I
2: I believe that people are inherently good. Um, I believe that people are, often
1: inherently good is maybe how i'd like to say that people can do terrible things but i think that people are shaped more by the systems around them and the world in which they grew up in to do terrible things rather than them being inherently one to do terrible things Okay, And maybe that comes down to, in part, because I think it would be really scary to live in a world where people are inherently evil. I don't want to live in that world. That sounds like a really
2: shit world.
0: You know, I mean, honestly, that's fair.
2: I... I feel like...
0: Like what I was saying in the area that Everybody is evil, but we're all trying to do good.
2: Mm.
0: Like, we've all got our good intentions, even though maybe in the back of our mind we had like a bad thought or something. Mm. If you know what I mean. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't exactly know.
1: Obviously, that's a question that can never truly be answered unless we oh, do of course. find a God who can tell us with absolute certainty that people are good or people are evil. Yeah. You never really know, but I think honestly, that's probably one of the biggest dividing factors that I can think of between people as a whole, between spirituality or politics or just about any problem is a separation of inherently good people or inherently evil people.
0: Hmm. I feel like evil is maybe a strong word.
2: Yeah. I think that's maybe, very reasonable.
0: Maybe. Maybe just bad. inherently bad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's a fair criticism.
0: Do you tend to trust people a lot? Like, uh. Hmm.
2: That like when is. You fir- when
0: you're first meeting people. Do you do you tend to trust them within like a first hour or something of, or uh, like maybe a couple of days, or does it take like some real good quality time to maybe crack open and start sharing some things that maybe you don't talk about or, um, I
1: I generally trust pretty quickly. I think that might be one of those things that you know if a a boss asked me what my flaws were. I might say that it is that I trust too easy um people I,
0: I, me I'd agree with that
1: I'll tell them you know deep, dark secrets that you know maybe I shouldn't uh and people who are not in my best interest, I will tell things or trust in a way that gives them the- ab- ability to take advantage of that trust mm. I don't know exactly how. I I don't know really if that's a flaw, though. I don't know if I could dictate that
2: as a flaw.
0: I don't think that is necessarily a flaw. I mean, it it only can be depending on the people who you have trusted that have... But, I mean, it's kind of like a scale of who you have trusted that have been bad or who Mm -hmm. you have trusted who have been really good. And, I mean...
1: I've had a lot of positive experiences when I trust people.
0: Right. I I think I would agree with you in that sense of uh trusting pre- people pretty early.
2: Mm.
0: I think recently it it's been maybe a little harder to to do it in my just my current situation like my my work or Uh-huh. Um, so to, it it's I think I used to do it a lot and maybe a little too much. And now it's maybe I I try and find the people I can trust a little bit better. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same anymore. I, I don't like crack open super easily, but I can, I usually tend to trust people uh, like either with money or, or, um, Emotions, yeah, emotions.
2: Uh, well, I have a question for you, Shen. I yeah. want to know
1: when the last time you cried in front of another person, or maybe by yourself, was. Uh, about anything, really.
0: Strangely enough, it it wasn't that long ago. Well, it was it was like a couple weeks ago, but I had seen. Yeah. Uh, my high school history teacher uh-huh. and they had just had their uh, they had just adopted a beautiful baby boy, and I was just I hadn't seen them in who probably since I was uh, a camp counselor uh-huh. uh, after high school, and I wanted to go see them and so i took some time out i went over there pretty early and then i spent like four or five hours over there just catching up with them and Mm -hmm. i was i think i was just stressed out or worn out and so i just needed some time to just cry you know because it's super healthy i mean or, or it is to it's super healthy to get your emotion out sometimes with especially with like the people you trust, mhm and it was it was him and his wife, and they were like one of the influences, one of the parent parental figures mhm uh, by myself though I think I was probably at work, and I was I was just super stressed out, and i like leaned my head down and I was just kind of bawling for like a mm. solid five minutes or something. It was just needed. It was just needed yeah. every once in a while.
1: And sometimes that is a really good stress relief factor It's just take some time and have a good cry.
0: I have a good cry. What about you, buddy?
1: Hmm. Actually, I think it was probably the same time for both of them. Uh, in front of another person and by myself. Yeah. Um, though I should, I, I am very quick to cry often. Um, sometimes I'll just be, you know, sitting and looking at YouTube and I see a video of a dog being rescued and I'll just cry. I don't really know why. Uh, I'll be in situations where I have stress or situations where I don't, I am quick to cry. So often crying doesn't actually imprint itself in my mind that well. So this may, may very well be a blatant lie that I'm telling right now, but I think the last time I cried in front of another person or by myself uh, was probably about... Oh, I don't remember the date. I want to say it was around the start of July, though, uh, when Technoblade, the YouTuber, uh, Minecraft YouTuber, passed away from cancer. Um, he was a YouTuber that I I loved sincerely and had imprinted himself in a lot of my life. Um and the announcement video of when it happened was this very sincere video of his father uh talking to the camera and telling us his last words. Um and it really in a way almost gave me existential fear about like my own death. And what will it be like when I die? And how will I communicate that to my friends? A lot of whom are online. I don't know if my parents know my passwords, if they'll be able to tell the people I know. Um, and then also it was just honestly really, really well delivered. Uh, the father did a great job in talking about it in such a way that makes you emotional. Yeah. Um, And goddamn it. Kind of like, it's sad a father talking about his son passing
2: away from cancer is a hard fucking time.
0: Yeah. I remember it w- it would have been just even around the same time that we probably oh, yeah. both cried.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I definitely, I didn't, I don't know if I cried, but I definitely took like some time to just sit and reflect on like how long I've listened. I've, Talked uh, or watched YouTube, watched mm-hmm. Technoblade's YouTube. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: It it has been a thing that I've taken a lot of time out of my life for, and a lot of time that I really enjoyed too. Uh it he was a very positive motivation and very positive figure in my life, and it's kind of weird. to... YouTubers dying are kind of weird because you have that relationship with them that they don't share back with you in any way. Yeah. And so there's no
2: response to your sadness and your suffering. But it still happens anyway,
1: even though you don't know who the hell they are like truly.
0: Right. And I mean we didn't even know Tech TechnoBlade's like name or face or mm-hmm until until that video was released and it just kind of even opened my world a little bit more. Yeah. That he was like a real person and it wasn't yeah. just this internet celebrity that we both loved and cherished.
1: Our modern relationship with internet celebrities is very, uh, it's quite interesting. It's, I don't remember the exact word for it, but like pseudo relationships. That...
0: Oh, um pe, I know what you're talking about, okay,
2: that don't really
1: exist, but do in a way that's substantial enough for one party to gain from it, but the other doesn't really gain anything, I guess other than a bigger number and maybe some money, yeah, but both profit from it in different ways, and so both kind of encourage it
2: even if it's toxic or unhealthy yeah for sure um I want to ask you and this is uh, maybe a little bit dark
1: uh, maybe a little bit existential too um do you believe that your life has hit its peak
2: does it get better from here or is it downhill Hmm. And maybe more specifically, how does it get better? What's the next step? Honestly,
0: I don't think I I I really think my life has hit my peak. I definitely thought about it when I after high school, when I was in a little bit of um considering college and um had to find a place. I I really thought that that was where my life had had basically ended. Like mm-hmm. I was super cool in high school, and then <laughs> and then that was it. But no, I think every once in a while I'll I'll I'm gonna use like a metaphor. I'll be climbing up Mount Everest or um. Uh, and I'll get to the very top and, and I'll think that's it. And then there will be like a ladder mm. to or, may, or maybe a beanstalk. And then I'm going to go up there and, and see what's on, on that that hill. And I think that's where I am now. Like I had my big childhood thinking, Oh, high school is mm-hmm. going to be it. And then, Oh, I can see the other side of that mountain, but there's a beanstalk. I'm gonna climb. I'm gonna just keep climbing up there, and I think it definitely does get better, especially if like anybody who uh, super young and just doesn't think their life is gonna go anywhere. It definitely does get better, and you have to you have to be looking at it like or i'd like to, I'd like to think that you just keep looking up, keep keeping your head up towards the next big thing. And there's always going to be a next big thing.
2: That's a really nice answer.
1: I think that I am pretty similar. That is it may feel like it it's peaked, and sometimes like it has reached a peak, but there's always somewhere else, there's always a taller mountain that you can
0: climb. That's a good way to put it. There's always a taller mountain you can climb.
1: There's always
2: a taller mountain. So get climbing.
0: Get get climbing. Get
2: climbing.
0: I think that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna end it.
2: Um okay, well I'd like to ask
1: one more question before we wrap up. And uh I think this kind of this idea has come up a couple of times. As we've talked, um, but it's more the fundamental idea of, do you think nature or nurture is more important in the developing of a person?
2: The circumstances of your birth or the circumstances of your raising? I'll go ahead if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh,
1: There are a lot of people who have made these arguments that, and I'm showing my bias here, that, uh, you know, you can be born with uh, a destined IQ or a determination um, of intelligence. And I think that I very much do not believe in that idea. Uh, I have always had some trouble with this concept. Um, at least up to a few years ago, where I largely made up my mind that nature is a minor facet of the person. It can determine some things like physical appearance or diseases, those kinds of uh, physical properties. But the mental properties, which make up more and more of our being, are developmental. Now, of course, there are some exceptions to this, like uh, fetal alcohol syndrome, for example, uh, which can seriously and by birth determine how big your brain can be and how many thoughts you can have, how intelligent you could be. Uh, Mm. But on large, it seems to me to be related to as we've talked about quite a few times today, our religion that we grew up with or our parents' situation, uh, our siblings, is a very good example. I think I'd be an immensely different person if not for being an only child. Mm-hmm. And I think you think you would be a immensely different person if not for being a youngest child.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And those are of environment. yeah how about you
0: i I think I would have to completely agree i originally, I thought you were arguing for for nature, mm. but for sure uh I think nurture i think when when usually when people talk about nurture, they go off of their parents, but I don't think it's just off of your parents. I think it's just off of the people who have taught you all all the little all the little things about uh who you are, and we're v- especially when we're younger, we're very influenced by the people around us, and so I think for sure, I'm definitely gonna have to say nurture it mm-hmm. n- even if it's not nurture in the way that it's like like I said my parents or
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's the people who bring you up and. Even even puts you down. It's it's that. It's that balance of like growing a plant, basically.
2: Yeah. And there is that that balance required to become a rounded person. Well, uh,
0: I think that was a pretty good. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of Waiting for Seconds. Next episode, we'll bring on a lovely guest and ask them some of the same questions we asked today, and maybe some new ones. And a couple more episodes down the line, we'll come back to the two of us and talk about how we're feeling about these questions and the people we've talked to. So until next time, uh, I'm Shannon Miller. I'm Malcolm Outkelp. And goodbye.
2: Goodbye.